0: Hello, beloved, and welcome to this uh, evening message where we continue with our, can't say a study, but we continue on the topic of worldview, a biblical worldview, having a biblical worldview. And this is part two. Now, in part one of uh, a biblical worldview, I basically said that a biblical worldview is not the same as a Christian worldview. Because when we talk about a Christian worldview, we basically, we can find a, uh, how can I say, a Christian worldview in one denomination, and it's completely different to the Christian worldview in another denomination, and it can actually differ from Christian to Christian, from person to person. All right. And I also said that I believe that all born-again believers... They should actually embrace and live in accordance to a biblical worldview. And I believe it's important. I think it's good that people have a Christian worldview, but at the end of the day, it is filled with tradition, you know, um, church traditions, and yeah, all kinds of traditions, instead of just based on Scripture and Scripture alone. So, that's why I embrace a biblical worldview because I believe it is God's uh, intention that we should follow a biblical worldview. Let's just pray before we continue. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can do a study on biblical worldview and that we can see uh, what you say in, in your word about this topic. Thank you that we can have your word, your perfect revelation. Not just the revelation of yourself and the revelation of um, Christ and the Holy Spirit and the doctrines that we need. But Father, it's your revelation to give us all the tools that we need to live the kind of lives that you, are, that you want us to live so that we can please you. So I pray as we study uh, the biblical worldview, Father, that you will enable us to understand, to take to heart and then apply it to our lives so that you may be glorified in and through our lives. And enable me as your servant to teach your people, I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Right, so what is a biblical worldview? Uh, We've already looked at a few things, but a biblical worldview basically contains a few truths that we just can't get by. Now, if you look at the statement of belief of of Newcastle Baptist Church, that's already... uh, how can I say, quite a few truths that basically is based on a biblical worldview. It's based on what Scripture teaches, and that's why we say it's our statement of belief based on Scripture. Right, now, a few of these truths, just think about these. Uh, One of these truths is that there are many things in God's Word that makes up a biblical worldview. Sorry, man, I'm, I'm... Running away from myself now, but uh, I need to say this. There are many things in God's Word, it's true, that it makes up a biblical worldview. And uh, here are some examples uh, that's contained in the Bible that we add to our biblical worldview, that we basically incorporate into our biblical worldview. All right. For example, there is one true, all powerful, sovereign, and holy God who created everything and controls all things or cr- controls everything so there's one true all-powerful sovereign and holy god who created everything and he controls everything that's a truth that's a, a a truth that someone with a biblical worldview will stand on with everything that is in them and the reason for that it is is because it is Biblical truth. It comes from Scripture. God is the one true, all-powerful, sovereign, and holy God. And God is the one who created everything. And God is the one who sovereignly controls all things. It is clear in Scripture. But then we also learn another truth. And that truth that, uh, that we find in Scripture is that God revealed Himself through his general revelation, okay, which is creation, and he revealed himself through his specific revelation. And that is the infallible word of God, the Bible. So those are, there are two ways that God revealed himself, or reveals himself, we can say. The one is, we look at creation. And when we look at creation, then we have to say, There is a creator. Uh, Even though we know, Scripture teaches us, that sin came into the world, the world is under a curse, that the whole world has been cursed, that sin just infiltrated every aspect of human life because we have a sinful nature. People have a tendency to, to, how can I say, to move towards evil, to move towards that which is not right, unrighteousness and all those kind of things. But God's general revelation still is the same. That when you look at creation, we have to say there is someone. We can actually put it in a word, comma something. We know it's not something. We know it's someone because God is uh, is a triune God now, one being revealed in three persons: um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So in the Godhead, we have the three persons. Um, but in the general revelation, when it comes to creation, we have to say creation can't just be, can't just come into being, couldn't just come into being. Creation tells us that there is a creator. That's his general revelation. And then his specific revelation is the Word of God, where God reveals himself. He inspired the writers of the scriptures to write down what he wanted. In Scripture, and we have that revelation. And when we read it, we have or we receive specific revelation from God. All right, so that's another truth that we who have a strong biblical worldview will embrace with everything that's in us: God's general revelation, but also God's specific revela- revelation. But another truth that we have. And what we find in Scripture is that God's eternal plan plan will come into complete fruition. And that is for His glory and His honor. So whatever God's plan has been from before creation of the earth, remember that God is eternal. So God has no beginning and God has no end. That's another truth that we find in Scripture. And because God has no beginning and God has no um, end, It means that in his eternal plan, the the plan that he made before he even created everything, that plan will come into complete fruition because God is behind it. And he's the only one that can actually make it happen. Okay? And it will happen for his glory and his honor. Because God is to be glorified above everyone else. God doesn't share his glory with anyone. All right. Now, another truth we find in a biblical worldview is that mankind was perfect in creation. When God created mankind, when God created Adam and Eve, he created them in his image. Now, he created Adam in his image and he created them. That's Adam and Eve in his image. And when God created them, it was good. It was very good. Okay, so Adam and Eve were perfect when they were created. No sin. They had free will. They could uh, make decisions. And when God gave them the, the instruction not to eat of the tree in the middle of the garden, they could do it because their free will was such that it was completely free. And they could make that choice. Remember, after the fall, after people fell into sin, uh, people lost that free will. Their free will was now under, how can I say, in bondage, in chains, uh, because now people are in bondage. They are now slaves to sin. Okay, That's the problem that every single human being has. And it's the second Adam, Jesus Christ, who gives us, how can I say, deliverance from the bondage of sin, who gives us a victory over sin. It is Jesus Christ who, who basically recreates us and makes us brand new people. Uh, the Holy Spirit regenerates us. Right. So we become brand new creatures. Okay. Absolutely amazing. So mankind was perfect in creation but fell into sin. And the way they fell into sin was through disobedience to God. They didn't obey what God told them to do. Because that's what sin is. Sin is uh, lawlessness. Sin is breaking the law of God. Uh, Sin is not obeying what God instructed. Okay, So the truth is, found in Scripture that mankind, when God created Adam and Eve, they were perfect. And then sin came into the world through disobedience, Adam and Eve's disobedience to God. Now, the reality is that Scripture teaches us another truth, and that is that the entire human race has become totally depraved apart from God. All right, so... That fellowship, that sweet fellowship that existed between Adam and Eve and God, before they fell into sin, separation took place. Now, obviously, God is the one who who basically brings us back and brings us into fellowship with Him again uh, through Jesus Christ uh, by basically sanctifying us, uh, imputing justification. He, He imputes justification. He gives us His righteousness so that we can once again again be reconciled with God, right? But the entire human race is totally depraved apart from God. That's a huge truth that we find in Scripture. And then Jesus Christ, obviously, uh, Scripture teaches us He is the eternal God. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Another truth that we not only have to embrace, but if you have a biblical worldview, you will embrace it. Because it's written in scripture. It's revealed in scripture. Okay? And then we know that Jesus Christ lived a sinful life. a sinless life. Not a sinful, sorry. He lived a sinless life while he was on this earth. That's just amazing. Uh, the God-man. 100% God. 100% man. He had a human nature and he had a divine nature. And in his human nature, as well as his divine nature, Jesus Christ was without sin. And he lived a sinless life. Right, and then scripture also teaches us another truth that we find within a biblical worldview is that God provided eternal redemption for mankind through the work of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ basically paid the price for our sin. He paid the penalty. And the price that he paid was his own life. He gave his own life as, how can I say, as a ransom, as a a payment for our sin. Absolutely wonderful to know this. But another truth that we see within a biblical worldview is um, that Jesus Christ, he redeemed mankind, he redeemed his people. That was through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. That's how it was done. And, and why was it done that way? It was because God decided that it would um, be done that way before the creation of the earth already. Before um, God started creating this earth, it was already decided. All right. Now, um, another truth that we find within a, a biblical worldview is that mankind's responsibility is to fear God and to keep His commandments. That's our responsibility. We are to glorify God in every single thing that we do. That, that is the, um, how can I say, the main purpose for our existence is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. All right? But we are responsible to fear God and to keep His commandments. Because if we fear God, we will do what He says. If we fear God, we will also love Him. Okay? And if we follow His commandments, we will actually be doing what He expects us to do, and we will live the kind of lives that are pleasing to Him. Another truth that we find within this biblical um, worldview is that people will ultimately give an account to God for their lives on earth, how they lived, what they did, what they said, uh, what they didn't say, what they thought, you know all those kind of things. They will give an account to God for their lives on earth. Every single person. Another truth that we see within a biblical uh, worldview is that Jesus Christ will come again. And when He comes again, He will set up His kingdom on this earth. So Jesus will come as He left this earth. In Acts chapter 1, verse 11, the angels asked the disciples um, when they looked up and they saw Jesus you know, go up and then taken away by a cloud, the angel said to the disciples that the way that he went, exactly that same way, he will return. All right? So we can know that Jesus Christ will return the way that he went and um, he will set up his kingdom on this earth and reign as as king. All right. Another truth is that Jesus Christ will destroy the devil, Satan, Okay, and he will create a new heaven and a new earth. Oh, it's so beautiful. When we think about that, that's what our Savior is going to do. And we will be part of it. We will enter into this new heaven and a new earth. And we will live in the new Jerusalem. And we will be in his presence. Oh, so beautiful. Uh, just to think about it. And then, uh, another truth is that mankind will live forever. Either in hell, you know, for those who rejected Christ as Savior, those who refuse to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, they will live forever in hell. And then others will live in heaven, those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They will also live forever, but they will live in heaven with the Lord forever and ever. Oh, absolutely so, so beautiful, isn't it? Now, beloved, a biblical worldview comes directly from god 's all inspired word that 's where we get it. Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen to seventeen very well known verse um, that we use, and I use it often, and I think we we are referred to it quite often is that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, God is the one who inspired Scripture. That means He breathed it out. That's what that word inspired uh, means. He breathed it out. And it is, um, as He breathed it out, it is profitable for different things. And, and the passage tells us, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it tells us, uh, firstly, for having correct doctrine. You see, the Scripture provides the, let's call it, the comprehensive and complete body of divine truth necessary for life and godliness. Uh, I got it in one of the commentaries, I think. So well said. Now, the Scripture provides the comprehensive and complete body of divine truth necessary for life and, and godliness, oh, absolutely beautiful! But that's the reality. That's why God inspired the Scripture. He inspired the Scripture. He breathed it out, so that it can be profitable. Okay, so that we can have correct doctrine. But it's also profitable to for reproof, which basically means it's rebuke from wrong behavior or wrong beliefs. That's what Scripture does. It rebukes us when we have wrong behaviors. If we do not live up to the standard of God's word and live the kind of way that God wants us to live, then the Scriptures will reprove us. The Scriptures will rebuke us. Okay, so it's a rebuke from wrong behavior or wrong beliefs. But then, Scripture also, this, this inspired Scripture, this breathed out by God, Scripture, is profitable for correction. And one of the commentaries says that the restoration, this correction is basically the restoration of something to its proper condition. So Scripture not only rebukes wrong behavior, but also points the way back to godly living. And that's true. That's what Scripture does. But then Scripture is also the inspired Scripture, the, the, the breathed out Scripture is profitable for instruction in righteousness. You see, Scripture provides, let's call it, positive training, correct training. Uh, and this, this word instruction originally referred to the training of a child in godly behavior. That's when a parent would take a child and bring that child up in the ways of the Lord, training that child in uh, understanding the scriptures in understanding how to live uh, a godly life right so the scriptures don't only rebuke and correct um, wrong behavior but actually instructs us like a child uh, is instructed in godly behavior the scripture instructs us instructs us in living a righteous life living in righteousness living the kind of life that is pleasing God it is so so beautiful you see a biblical worldview comes directly from God's all inspired word that's the reality that's where it comes from and then obviously when we look at the biblical worldview we will see that it contains a lot of truths Uh, we've just touched on a few as as a few examples so that we can uh, get an uh, idea of what we are looking at But beloved, the reality is, and this is the amazing thing, is that a biblical worldview comes from God through His inspired Word so that you and I can have uh, an understanding of exactly how we should live, an understanding of who God is and what God expects of us. And the Scriptures gives us everything that we need, every single thing that we need to live the kind of life that is pleasing to God. That's why we say, Scripture is all-sufficient in all matters of faith and practice. And that's where we get our worldview from. A biblical, we're talking about a biblical worldview, no? So if we if we want to live in accordance to Scripture, it means that we want to live in accordance to a biblical worldview. And that comes solely from Scripture. Not what people think, you know, in denominations or uh, what... what has been preached from the pulpit uh, that's un- unscriptural, but only what is written in Scripture. All right. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can study your Word, that we can look at your Word, that we can find these amazing truths in your Word. And through it, we, we build a biblical worldview that is unshakable uh, so that at the end of the day, We may live the kind of lives that are pleasing to you as the living almighty God. We pray, Father, please, in Jesus' name, that you will open up your word to us as we study your word, as we take your word in. Please, Lord, um, enable us to understand. Enable us to to not just understand, but to apply your word into our lives so that you may be glorified. And um, at the end of the day, that we may be obedient to you. Uh, make Give us a strong biblical worldview, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right. Beloved, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he give you his peace as we live a biblical worldview as found in Scripture. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.